0: This station is being brought to you via Nullsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast, Shoutcast.com. Star
1: Wars Undirect is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple net.ca.
0: Indirect, the voice of Star Wars Phantom.
2: Star Wars Indirect is a proud member of the Sci-Fi Podcast
0: Network. TSFPN.com A communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The closet's actually been pulling us in.
1: You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition.
3: Welcome to Star Wars on Direct the Voice of Star Wars Fandom on this uh, December 6th, 2005. How are you doing, everyone?
2: I'm doing great. Are you doing good, Sebastian?
3: I'm doing very great. I'm joined, of course, by my friend, Brian. Hello. Our greatest friend, Brian. Hi. I See, I don't hear myself. You I don't hear yourself right no, now? No, I, I hear myself now that I raised you up my volume. need to pump up your volume. That's the right. Voice. I needed to pump up the volume. Just like that. Christian Slater and some movie. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend it. I've seen it again this week. It's really nice. So, uh, the main subject of tonight is, of course, going to be the Clone Wars. Now, it's going to be special. It's going to be boring. So, it's not going to be boring. You know, go make yourself some coffee and have fun. And Of course, we're going to be talking about the DVD that came out today!
2: Yay, because of Fox. We didn't get it earlier.
3: So, yeah, that's it. That's why we're not going to be reviewing like reviewing it like a total fool. But, but you
2: hear that? You hear that? That That's Sebastian opening it.
3: That's me opening my DVD? Isn't it great? I
2: went to get it for him.
3: While I'm doing the show. I love it. Thank you, Brian. It's like the perfect gift. See, that's professional opening for you. Wow, <laughs> I just rip it open. I know. Because
2: I'm lazy like that.
3: So, Brian, can you tell our listeners how they can contact us?
2: Well, well how about we tell them what's going to happen during the show first?
3: Well, you can still tell them what we, how to contact us. Y- yeah, but first... And we then we can go into... Like, okay, what's fine. Be doing
2: this. You can contact us by email at studio at com. You can get on our chat, our webcam. Uh, you can look at our webcam, rather. You can listen to us live, check out our blog, get into our Star Wars on Direct message board, all at the main page, which is www.swendirect.com. You can also reach us by MSN Messenger at Com. So, during the show, we're going to go through our regular segments. Wait, wait, wait. People what are you doing?
3: People! doing? I'm opening my freaking DVD! <laughs> That's what I'm doing Of course, I want to mention also that people can also go to our page And on the main page there are two links We're going to talk first of all about one of them And then later on about the other one The first of course is the Frapper map of Star Wars on direct We're following the footsteps of the Star Wars Action News crew And uh, we're basically, you know, we want to know where you come from And all that So we basically set up a nice... Little map, just for you guys to go at. Take two seconds of your time, just register, have fun, and uh, just see where everybody else is. Give us a little hey, how you doing? And we're gonna be very very happy about it. And we're gonna see like who's listening. To us from where And we're going to see Where the Star Wars fans are In the world The whole world It's not like The whole world Oh my god I'm telling you It's not only North America It's like You just have to turn
2: You Use these little yeah. arrows We've got somebody in Australia That's it I've made it centered So that it's like In the middle of The Atlantic So you can see Europe And North America Yeah You can't see Australia though Or India Or China I don't know if we have Very many Chinese
3: fans That'd be cool That'd be funny <laughs> Funny uh, so, of course, today we're going to have the Pulse, the collecting news, the final release news, and the community update. Uh, I want to mention that the sound card might crash during the show today. Uh, we were uh, briefly... Re- I was going to say, we were briefly retarded by some technical difficulties. We were uh, held back, briefly. We were briefly held back by some technical difficulties uh, from uh, my uh, ISP. So, I'm very sorry that we're, like, this 10 minutes late. Uh I wanna mention that there might be a little on the side project I might be coming up with Brian's taste of the idea is you know somewhat not sure that yeah, that'd be fair that'd be fair it's 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 something of a star Wars under at Carol. It comes straight from my sick and twisted mind. I wanna warn you all. And uh, you might hear about it like in the coming weeks if I, if I get find some time to actually do it. Uh, y- you know what happened this week, Brian? What happened last week? No, this week, this week, sorry. yeah. Danny sent us a nice little email because he Easy. he's listening to us now, you know, and he we've got to do some listener feedback every week, of course. yeah, okay. And he's asking us to go more into our personal lives. Oh, do you want to know what I did? So, what did you do this week? It's like, um, how are your exams coming up? Is, do you have to study a lot or something?
2: Uh, I wrote all my essays last week, thankfully. I, I gave them all in on time. Uh, I hate writing essays. Do you, know? I hate I, I spent pretty much the night up awake. Wednesday night after work, I, I didn't sleep till 6 a.m. That's not good. That's not good. And then I. Uh, That's when you drink balls. I I didn't actually take any... I just drank Coke. Okay. Uh, The last exam, I drank a lot of energy drinks. (laughs) You just had to. I just had to. (laughs) I was really tired the last one. Uh, Yeah, so I finished it, and I got exams this week, and I got a project to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I I went to... On um, Sunday was Andrea's art show, so Mm -hmm. I went and I hung out there.
3: How did that go?
2: It went... For Adria, it was like the darling of the show. Really? She did really, really well. Everybody was like, oh, Adria did so well, blah, 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 we love your work. It was great.
3: She really did. She she really does amazing work. If you're still looking for a great Christmas gift, you can go to ClayCave.com. ClayCave.com.
2: And order her stuff there. All right. So, yeah. And then I went to this weird art exhibit thing for one of my classes that was really bizarre. Oh, I see. Yeah, they made me take off my shoes and socks. And socks so I could feel with my feet. <laughs> so do you have hobbit feet? Uh, kind of like yeah, I have a
3: little, I have hairy feet. Okay, well well
2: for those of you listening it, to the podcast It was podcast, still cold though.
3: All right. Well for those of you listening to the podcast, I'll well, make sure to take our feet in the picture so that you can see like both of our feet on the webcam. It's you like have, you're, you're
2: you're a dwarf.
3: Yeah, I'm a dwarf. I, I I've got total hobbit foot. It's seriously. Um in my case, uh I actually went on uh, on Sunday to uh the Teleton for the research for the foundation for no for the foundation for the research for into children's disease and we gave a total big, big check of five hundred dollars and thirty eight cents. Awesome. It had to be eleven thirty eight. I just had to make it <laughs> eleven thirty eight, I'm sorry. So uh yeah. It was it was really nice, it was really appreciated and I went there with only Darth Vader and a shock trooper and uh, Commander Fox because apparently the TQS productions here in Montreal did not want to have any more animations coming from any you know, Star Wars people and stuff like that. So thank you very much to uh, Francois, Stephen and David from L'Alliance Imperial who joined me at the uh, the Shack giveaway. And uh, it was it was really nice. The the folks over there were really happy to see us. And what do you know? Once we were in costume, they just didn't want us to leave. And we actually started taking them th- taking them out, and we had to put them back on because the production wanted to take some more pictures with us. Awesome. So isn't that funny?
2: So you so felt really good, and you felt like you did. It's you di- made a difference.
3: I made a difference, and it, it basically felt good that we were asked to come back because that's basically what we warned. The people from the foundation about when TQS said no for us going. And when we said to the girl at, at production TQS that we would have been nine people in costume instead of only three, she was like, Oh, well, maybe next year we can do something. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, the, the the funny thing is, the foundation was created back in 1977. So that's the same year as the first Star Wars movie was released. Okay. And, you know, we can somewhat sub- do a co celebration of these two things. So that's really cool. Alright, so I guess that's pretty much it for our part of the show. Did you see any well, good movie that you wanted to tell, tell us about?
2: I, I saw Lord of War. I know it's not recent, it hasn't come out, but it was kind of like a sleeper movie. It's a sleeper movie? It just kind of doesn't do well necessarily at the box office, but it's still okay. a very good movie. Pretty much like Stay. No, <laughs> not necessarily. It has to develop like a following. Oh, okay. And I think Lord of War will become a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really powerful. It's about a gunrunner and him going around in uh, West Africa, and he, he's running AK forty sevens and is that grenades, one? and it's uh, Nicolas Cage. Is,
3: is that is that the uh, the one with Nick Cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the one with Nick Cage. It, it actually looked good. On it? It's,
2: it's really good. Okay. It's really good. I suggest... You have any idea
3: when it's coming out on DVD?
2: No, I don't. Um, I'd, I'd go, I'd buy it when it does come out. It's great.
3: JoeBlow.com, DVD Clinic. Uh, wherever. Just take a look at it. And
2: I'll go look for it. Sebastian, have you seen any good movies? Uh,
3: Not this week, sadly enough. I know Memoirs of a Geisha is coming out this Friday. I know Ian Flux came out last Friday. Uh, I actually had passed Friday. that,
2: but it was like... To Ian Flux? Yeah. I, I got it through the store but I was going to give it to you But then I was like I have no way to get it to you
3: I'm going to slap you
2: I, I'm really sorry I'm going to slap you it, it <laughs> such a sh- it, the, 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 ah! <laughs> <laughs> it, it was such a shitty movie it The reviews were horrible I know but still it, Charlize know, Theron It's like Really nice cleavage shot Oh it, Charlize Theron is Is stupid I'm sorry
3: No, nah, I know She's not like the Best actress out there But she's fair Come on, give her some credit. But but seriously, like,
2: have you have you seen the animated series? Yes, I have. It looks, it, I, I haven't seen it, but it
3: looks okay, like crap. It's not crap. It looks like the, the looks art looking? is crap. It's, it's like crap. Heavy, it's like bad it's heavy metal.
2: Special. It's really bad heavy metal. It's special. Have you seen heavy metal?
3: Yes, I have. And heavy metal is another kind of special. And it's, it's, it's 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 a weird special. Ian Flux is a crack special. It's fucked up. It's <laughs> bad. Don't go see it Don't watch it It's crap It's anime <laughs> You don't like anime For those of you Who don't like anime I discovered this Wonderful website Called AnimeSucks.com Really? So For those of you Who wants to Go have a laugh At anime people Just go to AnimeSucks.com It's really funny uh, I also want to say That for those of you Who are posting a lot In forums And for those of you Who are just like Beginning to post in forums I want you to Go I want you to go to Google When you get a chance Type Type in Flash Plus posting, and the first actual, uh, the first uh, you know, uh, turn up of the, of the the search, will be this wonderful Flash animation, that was made for the Steam forum, which are the, the Counter-Strike forums, and it's basically a little, you know, uh, public announcement ad, somewhat like 70s type, but it's really funny. So, you should go check it out. That's the the, the funny click of the, of the week. So, uh, Brian... Who's with us in the chat right now?
2: We have quite a few people. We have a new listener, Christina. Thank you for coming and listening to us. Bloodcat, Castro, Gambler, Jedi Simon, Reven Zero, Snakesies, uh, Sokotai, Tiger
3: Claw, and Zappa O. So we got like a bunch of newbies. Hello, newbies. Hi, newbies. Uh, I want to mention to uh, to all of you good folks uh, listening to us right now that uh, the money for for uh, the foundation that I gave away this weekend came from the Star Wars premiere that we organized with SudClan.net this past May, and uh, it also came from some uh, balls party that uh, that I did this uh, this summer during T Trek and uh, the. The Star Wars Under special, that is, I'm sure, yet about to come out on the, the in, in the archive the Who SFX knows
2: when it'll be available? About Danny,
3: the SFX special. That's right. Send send your emails to Danny. <laughs> should we? Should we? I'll give him your email.
2: I'll give you the email address. Give him the
3: email address. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on with the show.
0: trust
2: your insight, we do. Welcome to The Pulse for this December 6th, 2005. I've got a couple of news items. The one about celebration that I've been teasing Sebastian with, I'm going to do second. Ugh. Fuck
3: you. <laughs> okay, Brian's been teasing me about this because he's like, oh, I've got some rumors about C4. And he's like, it's going to be the bomb. And he's like, no, you're going to hate it. I'm going to hate it? You're going to hate the news. Okay. I'm going to so hate the news. So you're basically Okay, me I've got gonna something be. for
2: 2006. i got something for 2007. 2006. There's going to be a new Darth Bane novel coming out. It's going to focus on um, Darth Bane and how the Sith, you know, the Sith Lord reorganized the Sith. So it'll be very cool. It's going to be called Star Wars: Path of Destruction. It's going to be a new, uh, it's going to be an old Republic it's set a thousand years before the a New Hope, and just part of the events of Jedi vs Sith comic series. This novel is, is going to be by uh, Drew Kaspireshin. Scheduled for release in October two thousand six. So keep checking Star Wars on Direct and StarWars.com dot com for new information about this exciting new title. Now, Drew Kaspireshin caripish caripish it's 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 hard it's okay hard. you know it's right up there with travis and, you know hard to okay. say names i don't know I'm talking out of my ass <laughs> yep okay and th- i'm going to do galaxy's news so, um, there's been a I'm lot. lot. This you is from, with a baseball from uh, <laughs> this is from Will, the cast in the chat. A lot of rumors have been spreading around the internet about the game in the last two weeks. Seems that some people, inside sources, stating that they are planning on closing a lot of servers, if not sometime in February. That would mean that servers will either be merged or shut down completely, and the game will close. Cutbacks. Also, pardon me. Cutbacks. Seems no. Like there have been. There have been rumors yesterday that there's a huge meeting of a lot of people both at LucasArts and Sony Online Entertainment about the stir that caused the new game enhancement that released three weeks ago. There is a hotfix schedule for tomorrow, and it is stated that the developers today will publish, is due that a full publish is due next week. Sony Online are also s- trying to pay attention to a lot of game players. In the last week, there have been two posts on the forums updating the community with their plans for future publishes. So that's from me, Casra. Thank you, dude. Now, on to the uh, celebration for news. We're supposed to have a date and a city by the end of. Um, well, we're supposed to know by, by the end of the year yeah, if it's, it's
3: if it's going to be like if it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. It's we don't know too much where it's going to happen, but we're supposed mm-hmm. to. Well, the you know what,
2: Sebastian? Like I have. Um, I've heard through the grapevine, through sources, that... From a friend of a friend of yours, a a a cousin of the last... Some from X on the forums, that there will not be a return to Indianapolis. Disappointing, to say the least. Well, I want to say, you know what? But probable, because of the amount that the race, the Indianapolis 500 takes up... And the optimal time would be May for Star Wars, and Indianapolis in May is... Pretty much racked r- up. It's, it's gone. Plus there's no way to get a hotel room.
3: Plus the fact that if there's going to be one, it's probably going to be in 2007, the 30th anniversary of Maybe Star Wars, right. and by that time they're going to be, uh, you know, renovating the the Colts Dome, so yeah, it's pretty super dome, So it's. By the way, congratulations to the Colts, who are, you know, making it to the finals. Fucking Colts. <laughs> and Eagles are... <laughs> Screw you. Go
2: Patriots. <laughs> I'm an equals fan if you didn't know. Yeah, I know. Um, Also, uh, so, so there's been a bunch of dates proposed in cities. I've heard that one of the possible cities would be Dallas. Because of official picks.
3: I only have one thing to answer to that. <laughs>
2: No, I know, I know, I know. I, I, that's that's. I, I, I was so
3: pissed. I started screaming at the fucking screen. Like, fuck you! See, Dallas, Dallas is not fucking central. No, wait, wait whoa, whoa, whoa. I can understand Dallas, because on a worldwide basis, no, like taking Australia and all that into account, maybe it's a little bit more central. Okay, okay. But if you tell me Dallas because of official picks, fuck you. That's that was that was uh, the, uh, that was. There's going to the be da- an, okay. There's going to be an, an entire they editorial. Dallas. About
2: that. They heard Dallas, and then they said, "Why would it be Dallas?" And they thought of official picks. It's not official picks, and then Dallas. It's the other way around. I think that Dallas is a bad choice. Dallas is not central. It's not like there are super cheap flights there. Yeah. If they want to go for cheap flights and more southern location, go for Las Vegas. Cheap flights there. All the time. Super cheap flights to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, may not be as accessible by car, but you know what? People are more willing to, to fly to Las Vegas because it's so cheap to fly there. Because people are so encouraged to go to Las Vegas, flights are cheap. And it's not like there's um, a lack of facilities in Las Vegas. There's like a hotel. Yeah.
3: It's a five hotels
2: per block. Or and
3: you, like you can actually, you know, make a little competition to the, to the Star Trek exhibition that goes on. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. As well, as, that pa- would as, well as PathCon and the Little People's Con. For those of you who watch CSI, you get the yeah. reference. Uh, that,
2: it's just, I, I'm going to be really mad if it's Dallas. I'm still going to fucking go, but I'm going <laughs> to be <a> bitch. <laughs> I don't want it to be Dallas. I really liked Indy. I, I had a lot of fun in Indy. And you only went once. And I only went once. Imagine if I'd gone twice, like Sebastian. I've... I, I would... Like, if they're not going to do Indy, they should do, like, Chicago. Okay. Chicago or... Um, there's no other city that can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I, is I, it Cleveland? I, right I don't now,
3: know. Right now, you can't think of any other city that could do it, but I'm sure there are, like, you know, Cincinnati. fair cities that could do it. The only thing is that Lucasfilm would need to put together, you know, a crew and uh, the, a the very big is, budget though. to go, like, around all the cities... And check basically out check out all the
2: facilities. Th- Sebastian, the thing is, is that I think that they're Gen Con they're not gonna let Gen Con do it again. Which I think is a mistake. For as much as Gen Con bit fucked up wow. and, and underestimated, you're the amount of yourself. People, <laughs> you know what? They didn't I I I didn't have that big of a the lineups are huge. They were underestimated the amount of people there, and that screwed them over for the rest of the time. That's a big mistake. But for the large part, the events were run on time. Um, people got in when they were told that they would get in. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry you didn't get to the event, but you know what? You've got to pick and choose. That's right. It's tough luck if you didn't get in. I'm sorry. And most things, like the George Lucas thing, if you showed up at 8.30, you could have gotten in. That was the sad thing. That was the sad thing. That's like, right. Had I known, I would have gotten up at 7 o'clock... 6:30, gone down to the thing at 8:30. Hey, I didn't know. No big deal. I didn't lose any sleep over George Lucas. <laughs> I had a good night's sleep. Anyway, um, it's I would really be pissed if it's Dallas. It's it's it'd be a fuck up. Now if they put it in Montreal, I'm not gonna complain. I'm still gonna get a hotel room. <laughs>
3: Me too. Like right next to where it's it's Yes, it's happening, Like of across the
2: street and we know the hotel. We're not gonna tell anyone the hotel. So it's it's Dallas, Texas, right? Oh, yes, Dallas, Texas. Dallas slash Fort Worth in Texas. Texas is not central Lucasfilm, please. please. Please, please.
3: I'm just I'm just going back, you know, now with the from the, the maps of uh, Google.com. and I'm
2: Danny Danny is saying that he also heard from somewhere that Las Vegas for RC four wouldn't be bad. I, I'm not. I am I think it would be nice. It's hot and there's a lot of facilities and I think it'd be really cool. The only problem is, for people under 21 it might cause some problems at the casinos but I, I think they'd anticipate that. Um, I'll be over 21 so I don't care. Finally. And you know what's great about Las Vegas, Sebastian? You can go gamble. And you're legal? I don't care about You're going to be legal then. I don't care about
3: Gambling, but okay. you can carry your drink on the street. See, that's nice. You just walk around drinking a beer on we're the street. We're going to be lushing all over the place. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> which is almost a sad thing, people. Yes. Wow. So Dallas, huh? Dallas. Huh, that's. I'm not. I'm not screaming at you yet. <sighs> I'm. I was. Unless I'm you keep pissed. on going with that like official pick thing, which would be very. Yeah, dull. Sebastian. I just. Didn't I didn't get, get
2: to it. finish my idea about Gen Con not getting it. Oh God. No, um. Haven't. Official Picks might be getting it. (laughs) Because of how well they ran the autograph part. This is all rumors and hearsay. Don't
3: take. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I don't think so. So, being in the whole official Picks business, we're just going to go on with the show.
0: Galactic Hunter. The place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, broad collectibles, and events, everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective Forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter. Keeping collectors on target.
3: Official picks. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, to the collecting news now. Well, it's very nice, and it's feeling hot, hot, hot in Hasbro. Uh, the uh, denizens of Echo Base uh, are really delightful. Basically, the Star Wars uh, Saga collection is going to be opening up its uh, Echo Base you know, functions pretty soon. And I'm going to put a very nice little link... In the chat room, and you, nice folks, can go see all of the following characters: General Veers, uh, Cliff Clavin, Battle of Hut. Well, you got that's it. You got General Veers. You've got a uh, an at pilot. You got yourself a snowtrooper. Uh, it's an attack pilot. I'm sorry, uh, an AT uh, a snowtrooper and Darth Vader, which looks sort of odd, honestly. But it's, 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 you know, they got those weird little strings going on for the cape now. So, odd, but, you know, it's Vader. Uh, of course, you have uh, General Veers, you have uh, General Recon, R2-D2, and a Gung Droid with some uh, equipment for Hut. And that is very, very nice. Okay, I'm just going to play with something. Ah, I can hear myself again.
2: Hello, sexy
3: that was scary um, the Sega Collection lightsaber will be coming out as well in 2006 you've got uh, Anakin's lightsaber Obi-Wan Yoda, Mace Windu and of course Darth Vader and they're going to be all electronics and you're going to be able to have fun with them and put them into your you know, basic costumes if you want to join some sort of, uh, of costuming club as a beginner they might let it go but chances are they won't Brian, do you like the Galactic Heroes? Those nice little, cuddly little figures that you can put on your, on your uh, desk at work when you're working, and people know that you're a big Star Wars fan.
2: Actually, it's the Super Ds. Is
3: it Super Ds? Super Ds <coughs> from uh, Burger King. That's what you do. Yeah, okay. I have all the little ships. Cool. Congratulations. Those little bucks, by the way, for the watches at Burger King, they're not not they're not that bad. They look about as big as you know a I 500 millimeter. A bottle of water, and they're engraved. Basically, they're embossed with the letters, and the pictures are really ugly. Yeah, but except for the stormtrooper, which is nice because it's black and white, so they had no problem. But the skin tone colors are no. I have Obi Wan Darth Maul. Okay, it's not that great. It's not that great. The Luke stormtrooper one isn't that bad, but Luke has a green face, which I think is a little odd. I thank God I'm colorblind. Uh, so, well anyway, there's gonna be a new wave of galactic heroes coming up, and you've got, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, as the Padawan, and Darth Maul, with a double blade lightsaber. Of course, our friend Pierre is gonna jump on that one, that's it. Uh, you have, uh, Battle Droid and Clone Trooper, and the Emperor and a Shock Trooper. So, Trooper Collectors, it's your doom, because you're gonna want those. And you know what? I got some more bad news for those of you trooper collecting out there, because they've got those, you know, those weird little thing they call those Unleashed Battle Packs that are basically going to be replacing the Unleashed Action Figures. Uh, I think they're they're about the same size as the Galactic Heroes, except there's four per pack, and uh, the first uh, the, the, the 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 some some of the packs will be ALS two hundred and seventy seven 327th Star Core... Kashyyyk and Felucia heroes, Yoda's elite clone troopers, and the Wookiee warriors. Uh, So, in the first pack, there will be... Adria's stop messaging your boyfriend during the show! You're interrupting me! Ah, rude! So, in the first battle pack, of course, you have um, the uh, clone troopers with uh, all their different colors. Basically, uh, two arcs and two commanders. You also have, uh, the other one is uh, Felucia Heroes and uh, Yoda's Elite clone Trooper uh, uh, and Kashyyyk. You have Yoda and Aayla uh, Secura with two Wookiees. The uh, Yoda's Elite clone Trooper are very nice. They're basically three somewhat uh, scout troopers with the camo armor and uh, one commander of Kashyyyk, you can see over there. And of course, the cashier set has four little uh, wookies in it, so it's it's kind of cool because you can take those and put them into uh you know a little little play set that you make of yourself of the battles, and there you go. you can have like tons of fun you know reproducing those battles and everything, and I think they're gonna make for great chess pieces too because they they seem to have a lot of details into them when you take a look at it and uh I think uh I think is definitely a buy. Honestly, those little unleashed packs—they—they—they they, they, they look good.
2: I'm gonna—I'm w- gonna get the uh, the last. The clone uh, captain mm-hmm. and the stormtrooper. Well, Han and stormtrooper.
3: Okay, the uh, from from the unleashed.
2: Yeah, they look really cool.
3: I know. Have you seen the uh, Kotobukiya that's gonna be coming out with the the, the clone trooper? Nah. Clone art hmm. or clone captain? I remember. No. It looks good. Okay, well, that was it for the wonderful uh, collection news.
0: StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars Fan Audio Genre News, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars fan audio community, and the only fan audio community recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound.
3: And in the fan audio community, there's a lot of things happening this week. Uh, The December release are beginning, of course, uh, for... uh, all the month of December, there's going to be Jeff Vituxkae, better known as Dark Mylark in fan circles, who merges with his first soldier drama and overall fan-audio uh, release, The One-Man Revenge of the Sith Era, short Memoirs of a Jedi. Star Wars FM returns with their fifth regular and tenth overall episode, returning a look at the ROTS video game, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the concept of remakes/slash adaptations, and more with the series' first on-air guest, Mr. Nathan P. Butler. Fan Audio Made Easy returns with its ninth lesson, the final part of the six-part tori- storytelling tutorial. This will be followed by an all-new episode by Rich Sigrift, drawn from original material on December 15th. Chrono Radio will be returning with two new episodes this month, uh, number 24, New Storytelling Hope, covers that what fans want to see in future Star Wars publishing, plus wraps up the series, various year-long segments for 2005. Today's second new episode is an interview edition with Dark Horse Comics, uh, Star Wars, and more. Associate Editor Jeremy Barlow, congratulations Nathan, uh, delving into the fate of Star Wars Tales, his own writing, How and Why, Uh, Crown Radio host Nathan P. Butler wound up writing for Tales in 2004, which was Tales number 21 if I remember correctly, and the relaunch of the Star Wars comic line in 2006. Uh, Star Wars bookies will begin its first impression episode. Type with a review of Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader. The Jedi Council will speak. Uh, Returns uh, its second episode featuring, among other topics, a look at The Phantom Menace. Seventh, join uh, Rich Sigrift and Earl Newton for Requiem of the Outcast number 26. This year's Requiem of the Outcast holiday special. Also, fans of Fan Audio should make note that new releases have continued and will continue for the weekly podcast Star Wars on Direct, Star Wars Action News, Galaxy Report, and Star Wars Galaxies with Yevitz and Mr. Bubble. TFN Podcast is still on IATIS. Keep an eye on the newest release information in, uh, on StarWarsFanWorks.com. Uh, Lost Cause, There's Still No Hope, Part 3 and 4 have been released. Uh, it's been a while since our last uh, update on Lost Cause, but last night we received an email from Matthew Smith to let us know. Lost is there. Still No Hope, is indeed back in full force with two new chapters released, number 3 and 4. Be sure to check them out. They are parody fans. And, of course, Hyperspace uh, updated their Rojo cast again. StarWars.com members only Hyperspace. Hey, that's me. <laughs> has uh, again been updated this time the, f- the audio file is by Anthony Daniel it is the incredibly improved new Wonder Column in Space number one so yes ladies and gentlemen they have ran out of ideas and they're running to Anthony Daniels to you know give him some good material to put on the on the podcasts for StarWars.com so <laughs> what can I say what do you think of it Brian Anthony Daniels on the, the audio cast of Hyperspace um. Doing doing the Wonder column, which he used to do with uh, the Star Wars Insider. It's special. It's special. I can't wait to hear it. It was it was a very good column back in the Insider. So, who knows what what it will open. And uh, that's that's that pretty much concludes the the audio news for this week. Brands like making faces. It's horrible. <laughs> and welcome to Star Wars on Direct. Community update... Well, uh, Philly FanForce will be having their December meeting on December 18th at uh, Bennigan's in uh, Northeast Philly. It's eleven hundred thousand Roosevelt Boulevard, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Phone number is 215-677-4424. Around 4 p.m. The meeting is open to anyone interested in attending. Of course, it's in Philly, so Hershey's kisses for the holidays. Will probably show up. Yummy. whoop de doo uh, Do you remember that we talked about the art of Star Wars in Singapore, Brian? If huh? you like a bunch of goes. Well, uh, R- Roy Starkiller from ChineseStarWars. dot com uh, have put up in their forums a very nice, uh, you know, showcase and gallery of their uh, their. I'm sorry. Of their th- th- the pictures. Why didn't I go on pause? I don't know. <laughs> so they did a very nice uh, thing for their pictures and all that. And uh, basically, it's up on their website. Uh, we'll put the link into the show notes. Uh, the Museum of Science is uh, also doing an exhibit on Star Wars in Boston. Uh, and Eric, Eric Chuddy sent some pics over to TheForce.net. So uh, we'll make sure to put that link in our show notes. That's basically in our forums. After a show have occurred, uh, we just go there and put those things there, and we make sure that you guys can, you know, go have fun. All right. Well, Brian. Now we're gonna go listen, hopefully, because I I think it might not have worked. Do you want me to introduce it. Yeah. Well, in the podcasting community,
2: this is a uh, there's a, the the uh, website called uh, the Podcast Music Network. And it's basically where podcasters can go get music and they can play on their on their podcasts and it's free. And it's well it's not necessarily free. It is safe to play on your podcast. So you you can play it on your podcast load license and it's to promote artists and it's a good it's a good service. So one of the songs that they came out with for Christmas is Pod Safe for Peace and it's a bunch of different artists from the network that have all recorded the same song. And it was kind of uh, an idea by Adam Curry, uh, fa- who's the Pod Father. Yeah, that's that's his nickname.
3: The Pod Father.
2: Yeah, he was on MTV. I like it, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he thought of this idea, and uh, uh, a band, Slough, took one of their songs, and um, they recorded the track, and they sent it to a bunch of artists, and this is the song. So um, it's going to be on the iTunes Music Store shortly, if it's not already. Um, all the proceeds that are going to go from this are going to go into the um, free y- to UNICEF down the line. They're not officially organized with UNICEF, but they are will be donated to UNICEF. So if you like the song, I encourage you to go get it um, on the Podcast Music Network, which is music.podshow.com. Um, go check it out there. And uh, Seb wanted to roll the track.
3: Um, I want to mention that the, the track might not roll. Why not? For some reason, it seems to be bugging. Uh, but if it doesn't, it's going to be Stormtrooper Bob number 24. And just before we come back from the break, uh, we'll try to put the music on. So, first, we're going to have music. Optimally it's the music. Music, Stormtrooper Bob. If and there's no music, it's going to be Bob, and then the music just before we come back from the break. Exactly. Okay? So, talk to you later, folks.
2: Hi, this is Darion Blade from www.jeditalk.com. Be sure to join us for our show every Sunday night live, where you can listen to the latest Stormtrooper Bob. Join us for our trivia contest. Listen to live interviews with authors like Michael Stagpole or Kevin J. Anderson. Also, a full two hours of Star Wars talk every week. So, remember, Dark Side or Light, join us Sunday night.
0: Hi. Welcome to Stormtrooper Bob, number 24. Getting on down to Endor. Tell you that, Bob, he's one bad mother... Shut your mouth! Just talk about Bob. We can dig it. A long time ago in the galaxy, far, far away, Stormtrooper Bob and his squad had been commanded by the Emperor himself to go down to the surface of Endor to make sure the shield generator is in service. We joined the squad as they board the shuttle. Well, dang it, just push harder. Holy jeez, I think that vein in my forehead's gonna pop, eh? It's not my fault they make the daughter so netto! Uh, Angus, according to Matt, the only doorway wide enough for you are all on now, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did I say something funny?
0: Alright, everyone bear down. Now, one, two, three. Holy jeez, that's it, Angus. I will pay for you to get liposuction. I can't! Why not, eh? They said they didn't have a vat big enough to hold the fat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sure, laugh at my pain. That'll be the last time I open up to you guys. The shuttle takes off from the Death Star heading to the surface of the planet. We rejoin Bob and his squad as they emerge from the shuttle. Wow, this is a really foresty moon, eh? Yep, them trees are huge. Hey, there's Captain Shoot Me Now. You guys, stay right here. Hey Opie, you still want to prove your loyalty? Oh yes, Angus, more than anything. See that tree? I want you to climb to the top of it. That would prove your loyalty, wouldn't it, Lewis? Huh? Oh, oh sure, eh? Alright. Wow, he's moving up pretty quick. Uh, this sure is a peaceful place. Hey, Hey, I see you too. Yes, Stormtrooper Lewis? What can you tell me about this planet? Well, it's a desert planet where moisture... You stupid droid! That's Tatooine! Oh, sorry. The city floats in the clouds. Wrong, that's Bespin. Try again. One big city covers the entire... Swamp covers most of the area. Snow and ice covers the entire... Lots of little pieces that was once the center for learning. A forest moon, basically a big forest full of trees. Wow. wow, you know I see you too. You're full of information. Yeah, you just know how to get it out. Thank you. sir. Huh? Man, Bob is taking a long time. Wow, Private Opie's really getting up there, eh? Yup yup. What was that? I don't know, eh? Yeah, touche. Oh, look over there. It's furry little teddy bears, eh? Ah, those little guys. They look like little Wookies. I think it's time for some payback. Oh, hey, Angus. I don't know. Hey, Angus, come back. Oh, dang it. He was here a second ago. Come out, you little furby. I'm gonna beat you up, and then I'm gonna cook you, and then I'm gonna eat you. Yep, yep. Oh, there you are. Heed! Holy jeez, Angus. That little guy broadsided you and knocked you down the hill. Maybe you should just leave Fur Guys alone, eh? No, I'll have me vengeance. You hear me, you little furballs? I'm gonna find you, and then I'm gonna open a restaurant, and I'm gonna call it Angus's House of Furball Barbecue. I believe the species is called Ewoks. Yeah, I bet they are. It's cause I'll have Angus's Ewok Haggis. Oh, man, you better shut up. Here comes Bobby. Angus. What are
2: you jabbering about?
0: Ah, nothing. I was just talking about the idea of what to do after I retire. Oh, well, you don't have to do it so bad. Anyway, we got a new assignment. Okay, cool. What is it? Well, we had to take out the speeders to see if we can spot any
2: rebel activity.
0: All right, let's mount up. Bob and his squad get ready to go out into the forest. Will Angus catch an Ewok? Will Lewis find any blue milk? And one of Opie. Yeah. Hey, where is Opie? Find out the answer to all these questions. No, really. Where is Opie? Right here. Bob! <laughs> okay. Find out the answer to the other questions next week on Storm Trooper Bob. This episode of Storm Trooper Bob has been brought to you by Angus's House of Haggis. If it can't outrun us, We'll make a haggis out of it The voices of The charming, talented and charismatic Stormtrooper Angus Has been brought to you by Ian McCormack The voices of Bob And I See You Too have been brought to you by the almost charming And charismatic Gene Cash The voices of everyone else Has been brought to you by The neither charming or charismatic Mark Henderson This is Stormtrooper Angus saying, piss off. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, Yes, of course. Come buy Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Set back sure, it. Yes, my boy. Roger, Roger. All Star Wars
1: and listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases.
0: For years, sci fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. <laughs> they work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. At PlanetFandom.com
1: Hi, this is Lisa Stevens, president of the Star Wars Official Fan Club, and you're listening to Star Wars On Direct.
0: At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for
3: your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at
0: www.simple-net.ca. Johnson, founder of the 501st Legion, Star Wars Costuming Fan Club. You're listening to Star Wars on Direct.
1: We don't need to see identification.
3: Move along, move along. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom, with the main subject, Clone Wars, which is going to be thrilling. Telling you people. So, uh, I just want to say that our main source for today's show is going to be the new Essential Chronology. Thank you, Mr. Wallace and Del Rey. Uh, Starting from page 56, I believe. I'm just checking now. Yep. Starting from page 56 all the way to page 80. But don't worry, we're not going to go and read all of the freaking battles that they got in there. Uh, I do want to put it's pretty extensive. It's like 20 pages. Danny actually read it all last night, and uh, he said it took him about two hours to go through it. I went through it quickly, and you know what? I think that we're basically going to mention just the big, big things that happen in all there, and uh, I think that's going to be a good start. Uh, especially those that, you know, we hear about. But the thing, the first thing I, I, I want to start with is basically what happened 22 years before the Battle of Yavin, uh, basically right after uh, the Battle of Geonosis. Um, and it goes as follows. And I, you know what? I'm not even going to try this week. I'm just going to read straight from the New Essential Chronology because the text is so well written that if, if I... Sebastian,
2: we don't need to do everything. No, no,
3: we're not going to do everything, but I just want to read some, e- some extract of it. Kay. Because Obviously some of the extracts are well. We
2: have to go into the past of the Clone Wars and we have to reanalyze what led to it. And it's basically Darth is screwing around with everybody saying
3: you know well that's basically what I'm about to read really yeah really yeah really well, Sebastian you know it so go ahead you go ahead ok The Shape of War had the Republic pressed the advantage they most likely would could have overrun the Confederacy space before the CIS had time to fortify its positions the Republic had one glaring problem however it wasn't ready for war. Until all the clones could be activated and new warships launched, the Republic didn't have enough assets to fight on a galactic scale. Meanwhile, the Confederacy deployed along the major hyperspace lane into separatist space, solidifying its defenses. The Republic had no choice but to rely on harassment tactics for the time being, guaranteeing that the war would have not have a swift end. Victories did not always come only on the battlefield. On Isolaznes Corelia, the Twi'lek Jedi Ella Secura and Kamasi Jedi Elenikht Itla helped take a defecting u- Techno Union researcher into Republic custody. Unexpected assistance came from the Corellian Jedi Master Nija Halcyon, recently returned from his failed mission to stop the Freedom's sung Vigilantism in the Sluis sector. The dead had just been recovered from the red sands of Geonosis when the Clone Wars exploded to life on the New World. Hattrican, a tiny mining planet of great strategic value, became one of the brightest burning flashpoints. A confederacy world, Hattrican had both the blessing and curse of being rich in the rare metal Dunium. Republic assault ship touched down on Hattrican's crust, unloading clones who besieged the Dunium mines, digging out the enemy on Hattrican would consume most of the year. With the seeming futility of the efforts proving to many Jedi that they should not fight in the war that nihilistic. The green scale Trandoshans, inhabitant of the planet orbiting the same sun as the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk, had long exploited the Wookies as slave labor. Now, the Trandoshans had allied themselves with the Confederacy of Independent System. Armed with the latest in Separatist weaponry, weaponry, rowdy bands of Trandoshan brawlers roamed the spaceway and stirred up trouble for Republic ships. The Republic sent units of clone commandos to Kashyyyk to prepare for a possible invasion. Upon their arrival, the clones discovered that Trandoshan slavers had already set up containment camps for Wookiee captives, and the full force of the Separatist army soon followed. Should the clone troopers, beat back the first incursion, Kashyyyk would be a contest world for the remainder of the war. Now, what Brian was telling you about, which sadly isn't in that text, is that the war first, you know, little fire that light... The, the the dynamite stick on fire was basically the 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 Nabu um, undertaking by the uh, damn it the Nemodians. by the Trade Federation and that's what basically started the whole war uh, you know with the Confederacy of Independent System because they were not happy with their position in the Republic and apparently the Chancellor was just not listening to them which fruitfully in the end, came to be into the favor of Senator Palpatine, who became Chancellor, and then the Emperor. So quickly following the Battle of Geonosis, the Jedi were becoming to be were starting to be named as generals. Uh, I mean at Geonosis, Atric and Murgashir, the Jedi and the clone troopers fell into an actual battlefield hierarchy. Jedi Master, Jedi Knights, and Jedi Padawans commanding the clone ranks of commanders, captains, lieutenants, sergeants, and troopers. Jedi, regardless of their experience, always outranked the clones. Much likely, in some cases, to the despair of the poor clones, which were well-trained into the battle. Well, you know, I mean, a Jedi Padawan into battle might not have the experience that the clones had. You get my drift?
2: Yeah, I do get your drift.
3: Okay. So... Uh, one month into the war, the Supreme Chancellor Palpatine made the role of the Jedi official. Most likely Jedi Knights and Master would henceforth be given the rank of General in the Grand Army of the Republic. Most Padawans the rank of Commander. This clarified the, com- the military command process, but it also had the effect of requiring that all the Jedi take an active role in the war for many reasons. Frustrations with Republic corruption, devotion to the idea of peaceful contemplation some Jedi refused to obey the Council's order to return to Coruscant and receive their promotions although most Jedi accepted their assignments and left to defend Ozus and retake Exarga the dissident Jedi remained a mounting problem however, they all in time accepted, as it's said there their position as generals and leader of armies I'd be mad what do you think of that, Brian? I'd be pissed off. You know, back in the old days, uh, back in the tales of the Jedi days, all the Jedis were basically on hoses. And they were far away from all the politics and everything. But in I this, think they're too close. But in this new era, they're on Coruscant, which is the center of the galaxy. They're basically right next to all the politics. They, they have access to the Senate. Uh, maybe not as a voice, but they do have access to what's going on into it. So, that gives you an idea that maybe they're a little bit more involved in these times than they were back in the whole times. But
2: you could also say the same thing is true in the um, Legacy of the Force era. Yeah. With um, the reestablishment of the Jedi Council uh, and the Jedi Temple at Khorasan, even though it's not as much a big deal, it's more Osis-driven, the training there, the planet is that's the central p- focus but you know
3: still still there, there is very much going on uh, into the council even in the Legacy of the Force series that, yeah. that we're going to discover through time and just in the Darkness series by Troy Denning it's
2: like in two weeks the last book comes out
3: I know uh, we can see that there's a lot of you know, that Cal Omas is relying on the Jedi to do for the Galactic uh, Alliance. So, again, the Jedi get themselves entangled into politics even though they really, really don't want to. So, uh, another pivot point of the Clone Wars is the Battle of Kamino, which happens two months after the Battle of Geonosis. Jedi Master Quinlan Voss had gone deep undercover on the Seedleigh gambling stations known as the Wheel. Among the Jedi, Quinlan Vos had acquired a reputation for undisciplined behavior. But this time his intelligence coup was of epic proportion. A decrypted data disk revealed a separatist plan to assault the Republic cloning laboratories on Kamino. Count Dooku appointed Corporate Alliance Magister Pascal Argente as the ranking Confederacy Officer for the attack. Though Argente's military experience was non-existent, Mon Commander Mirai Joined the CIS Navy following the attack on his homeworld by the Force Arvester, and received the honor of leading the assault. Outfitted with submersible starfighters, star Commander Mirai believed his, exper- his expertise in amphibious warfare would carry the day. The public forces on Kamino were keenly aware of the threat. Only a few weeks earlier, a traitor amongst the Kaminoans had attempted to murder the clones by releasing a nanovirus. The Jedi hope to defend Kamino with a three-pronged battle plan. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker would shoot down landing ships with a squadron of Jedi starfighter. Master Shaak Ti would defend the Poka City itself, and Opalrensis, and a Republic armada would wait for their cue to leap into the system and squeeze the Separatist navies. The, uh, the day vice Thank you. I was no uh, The day of the, the day of battle dawn. Rainy is always on storm. Stormdrock Mino. Commander Meri sent down his landing ships, accompanied by a tr- by a thick droid starfighter escort. Obi-Wan and Anakin could not stop them all, and dozens of fully stocked transport landed on Tipoca City. Shakti activated Kamino's secret weapon: a special batch of clone troopers who had been bred for greater autonomy. These ARC advanced reconnaissance commando troopers had been trained by Jango Fett himself. ARC troopers and Shakti. Mode truly advancing super battle droids, scattering buddy fragments like metallic sawdust. Well, as we were talking about
2: last week, yeah. The the arc trooper. What's but the the adage is is send you send one arc trooper to destroy an army. Uh, three, Republic commandos. A thousand clone troopers. Yeah, that's it. Same job, different amount of troops.
3: Yeah. <laughs> What the hell is that, Brian? Nothing. He just pulled out a big, scary probe on me. <laughs> I'm gonna probe your anus. No! So, Commander Mirai personally piloted this custom submersible shark in an attempt to destroy the city's shield generator. When he discovered that no generator existed, Mirai began to suspect that someone had tempered with Superdus intelligence. In the, last, in the last act of defiance, Mirai rammed this vessel into the Jedi Starfighter hyperspace rings. A spectacular but ultimately futile gesture. Vassal Argente executed a full separatist retreat. What neither side had realized was that the Battle of Camino had been an intentional stalemate in the larger game being orchestrated by Darth Sidious. Count Duke had ensured that the separatists would attack Camino, and had also guaranteed that the assault would prove a failure. The war, the war would now drag out for years, consuming billions of lives and trillions of credits as the people cried out for, cried out for firm. Decisive Leadership Within a few weeks, Camino Millions battle-ready clones went out to join 200,000 already in service. The Republic began investigating alternate cloning methods and party creations, coming into prominence within the next year. Conscription, however, was was a necessary reality. Countless beings of every species became drafted into the Grand Army of the Republic. Meanwhile, R Trooper bolstered the Republic's ground forces. Clad in modified clone trooper armor, they boasted a touch of Jango Fett uh, dry wit and often questioned their superior order if they conflicted with their own tactical training. One R Trooper assigned to a general Obi-Wan Kenobi received the nickname Alpha from Anakin Skywalker. Yes, yes. So, shortly after that... Uh, basically um, two months and a half after the Battle of Geonosis uh, The forces went back to Naboo That's right The destruction of the Dark Reaper only made the Separatists strive to develop even deadlier weapon Dark Reaper which was uh, basically uh, a force Arvester. ...that was uh, being created on Raxus Prime, uh, based on an artifact of Sith technology... ...capable of su- sucking the life from every living thing within a number of kilometers. Uh, so, basically, that was destroyed, of course, by Obi-Wan and Anakin. And uh, after, the, after the destruction of that thing, uh, the Spartus tried to develop even deadlier weapons... On the Techno-Union Macworld of Keita, Separatist researcher Dr. Janazan Arbor succeeded in bottling a virus virulent aerosol poison nicknamed Swamgas. The green mist raised the blister on the skin and caused shuddering death in most humanoid species. Commander Isaj Ventress decided to test this toxin on the Gangan settlers of Umadon, one of the inhabited moons orbiting Naboo. All of the Gangans died instantly. Sadly enough, Jar Jar Binks wasn't amongst them. A the Jedi investigative team soon followed. Amid the corpse, they found super battle droids outwitted with swine gas sprayers, accompanied by Dooku's welcoming comedy. Saj Ventress and the bounty hunter, Durge. The two Separatist warriors laid into their enemies with Lee. Several Jedi perished, but Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi managed to keep Dirge at bay. Saj Ventress retreated, satisfied with the deaths she had caused. Meanwhile, the ARC Trooper Alpha destroyed the Separatist landing ship that would have carried the swamp gas to the planet Naboo. So they saved Naboo. There was some Jedi Chisholm, as well. And three months after the Battle of Geno- Geonosis, hundreds of Jedi, which had refused to honor Chancellor Palpatine's decree that made them generals and had formed a growing movement of dissident, Few of them had actually actively joined the Separatists, but their refusal to fight for their commander-in-chief threatened to divide the Jedi Order. Mace Windu decided to meet with the defectors on the weakway moon of Ruul. Sorik Balk, leader of the dissident, had earned respect in Mace's eye for his devotion to form V, to form V5, which is basically Vpad, lightsaber combat, and aggressive style that took its user to the edge to the dark side. Bulk, however, had secretly joined Count Dooku, and Rule was a trap. Saj Ventress raided the the Rule gathering, hoping to kill some of the Dissidents and blame their deaths on the Jedi Council. But Mace had deduced Sorobul's true nature and forced Bulk and Ventress to flee off-world. Despite the incident, the Dissident Jedi remained split. While shocked at Master Bulk's betrayal, many still had hostile feelings toward the Republic that they considered irredeemably corrupt. Crook, however, returned to Carson to resume his role as a Jedi General. So, Brian. Yes, dude. Do you think those Jedi, in the end, have finally, you know, survived Order 66 and they, since they chose not to fight in there? Psst, no. They just, like, died. They're gonna get killed. Alright. They're gonna get the smackdown. <laughs> well, Four months after the Battle of Geonosis, we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Uh, the heavily harmed bulk freighters of Count Duku's Storm Fleet had been produced by the shipbuilding con- conglomerate Cuba Drive Yards, once a member of the Techno Union (KDY), had f- broken ranks with the separatist organization at the start of the war so that it could continue producing assault ship for the Republic Navy. Uh, yet, KDY's new Storm Fleet went straight to the Confederacy, grounds for treason. But Palpatine's investigators chalked it up to mistaken corporate connections and KDY escaped repercussions. Of course, that didn't help the Republic vessels now terrorized by the Stormfleet up and down the the Perlemian trade route. The Stormfleet intercepted convoys to to medicine and munitions, opening their victims' hull into the cold vacuum of space. Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi at the Ion at the Lion Nebula Chronix spaceport during a mission layover encountered the storm as it came in for refueling. Against the wishes of his master, Anakin followed the storm as it left Chronix and flew his Jedi starfighter between the larger ships, like a monk amongst Bantas. When the bridges of the two vessels crumpled under asteroid impacts, the storm fleet limped back to Chronix for repairs. The encounter delayed the storm fleet's mission, just long enough for Republic fleet to arrive at their target of Cyfar. In the Battle of Cyfar, the storm fleet lost nearly half of its vessel, and Cyfar remained an open port. So, do you remember hearing about this little planet called Axion in episode three? I do.
2: Axion. Yeah,
3: yeah. That the first battle there actually occurred four months after the Battle of Geonosis. Jeez. It's like a shake. It's like a a flashpoint. That's right. At the Battle of Geonosis, Master Yoda had proven himself a superior battlefield commander. Since then, Chancellor Palpatine had required that the centuries-old sage be kept far from the front lines. Master Yoda still found ways to insert himself into strategic combat. One such situation presented itself on Axion. Once inhabited by humans, the planet had been bought out by the cannibalistic colicoid insect and now served as a separatist research and development center. One colicoid engineer, responsible for the design of the Protodicus used during the Dark Reapers crisis, had been sealed away in Axion Corporate Fortress by his between He made a tempting target for a Republic Extradition mission. Several companies of clone troopers, amongst with their heavy equipment, made planetfall in Acyon, led by Commander Boralus, one of the outside military advisors hired by the Kaminoans, to fine-tune the clones into fighting shape. Within two days, the small force had penetrated the fortress through a hole in its foundation. Two days, however, was all the time that the Kolikoids needed to call in the Separatist army. Super Battle Droids flushed the clones from the fortress and killed every last clone in the vicious house-to-house fighting. Soon, only Commander Brolis remained, holed up in the bombed-out shell of a resi- residential apartment, his call for reinforcement apparently ignored by the Republic High Command. He woke to the sight of Master Yoda, his single reinforcement, armed with only a lightsaber. Yoda reduced the advancing Battle droid line to scrap, and engaged a, a hoop-wheeled Hellfire Droid, in his strangely leg and stra- elegant jewel. Finally, Yoda tricked the robot into burying itself beneath 12 tons of collapsing rock. Yoda escaped with Brawlis, but the overall mission to Axion failed. Then, yes, then we actually get to what we see, what we get to see in the first episode of Clone Wars, which is also four months after the Battle of Geonosis, and is the Battle of Munalist. Sand Hill, the arrogant chairman of the Intergalactic Banking Clan, had worked to make his homeworld of Munalist an unassailable castle keep. The Republic countered with sheer numbers, sending hundreds of assault ships, each one groaning from the weight of troopers and war machines. Many vessels reached the surface only as smoldering hulks. Other found themselves cut, cut off from their drop zones, forced to make landing between behind enemy lines. General Obi-Wan Kenobi took command of the ground assault while Anakin Skywalker fought for control of space in his Jedi Starfighter. Panic, Sandhill St. turned to Count Dooku's special reinforcement, the mercenary Durge, and his dread team of IG-Series Lancer. Armed with lasers, laser lances and mounted on speeder bikes, the killer roared for to decimate the Republic's field headquarters. Like Dark Knights from the Tales of the Pre-Republic, Durge's crew rode into the camp. Obi-Wan Kenobi mounted his own speeder bike and led a squad of Republic Lancer, in a classic joust that ended with Durge's defeat. Obi-Wan capitalized on his success by hooking up with some lost ART troopers and staging a final offensive against the IBC Command Center. In space, Sajj Ventress toyed with Anakin Skywalker, leading her prey into hyperspace. They emerged at the jungle world of Yavin 4 and were soon joined by a company of clone troopers whom Obi-Wan had dispatched as backup. Anakin led the troopers to the sticky Missassi rainforest, watching helplessly as Ventress eliminated his men one by one. Finally, the two crossed blade atop a a vine-blanketed ziggurat. Neither fighter could gain an advantage in a contest where they seemed to be evenly matched, but Anakin found his edge by tapping into his own rage. Knocked from the pyramid, Ventress vanished into the jungle below. Sorry about that. On Dantooine, Master Mace Windu used his martial arts, talents, and the invisible punch of the Force to defeat Separatist Droid Battalion, then carved up a hovering, seismic-charge mine layer. Master Yoda, Lumina Randuli, and he prevented cloaked chameleon droids from destroying the crystal caverns of the sacred Jedi, Jedi planet Ilum. On Mon Kit Fisto led a regiment of clone scuba trooper against the Quarren Isolationist League. Defeating the Spiritist Allied faction with help from the ancient order of Moncalmari Knights. On Hippery, a factory world General Grievous chose a key moment to attack Republic forces and nearly killed the Jedi Master Kaya De Mundi, Kruk, Shakti, Nala Secura. A squad of Art Trooper burst in before the Jedi could be slaughtered. Grievous' sudden appearance on Hippery stunned the Jedi Council. While they had been aware of the existence of the separatist general, public commandos had fought him in the catacombs during the Battle of Geonosis. None of them was prepared for the ease with which he took apart a knot of fully trained Jedi. And so, we move forth. A few months. To, 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 to the Descent of Quinlan Voss. Of course, for those of you who are unaware of the Jedi Master's whereabouts and plans during the Clone Wars and basically the the last few days of the Republic and Jedis, uh, he was deeply undercover trying to figure out, you know, if there were any Sith out there and what, what they were doing and all that. He led a lot of very dangerous missions for the Jedi Council. And for quite a few times, almost, you know, failed to the dark side. So, the Gotel moon of Antar IV, site of one of the pre-Clone Wars' uprising, had become a battlefield once more, as Separatist Loyalists struck back against the militant Antarian Ranger, who now kept order. Count Dooku's orbital bombardment decimated the Ranger, and the Count set up a new Command HQ on Antar surface, notching himself in Under Triumph. It was here that Quinlan Vos grew into his role as one of Dooku's Dark Jedi, Dooku, who knew the truth behind Quinlan's undercover mission, allowed the spy to sink into the part. Count could see that Quinlan already walked close to the dark side. It would not make much to make the deception a reality. Quinlan worked with the three of Dooku's other dark Jedi, Cadrian Say, Tall Kor, and Master Sora Bulk. On mission including the separatist conquest of the planet Tibrin, to the cheers of thousands of liberated Ishi Tib, Dooku executed the cruel dictator, Suriband II, and two's corpse out for public display. Quinlan's undercover assignment came to a head. Sorry, are you okay, Brian? You need the webcam? Is it down? Taking a little pause. I'm launching the webcam back. And we're back up. Quinlan's undercover assignment came to a head on his homeworld of Kifu. There, Duku hoped to construct a sec- secret separate as with the cooperation of Chef Tinte, the ruler of Kifu, and Quinlan's great hunt. When the arrogant Tinte spermed Duku's offer, the Count ordered her death. Quinlan, cut in a crisis of conscience, cut down Kadrian Tse in order to save his aunt's life. Duku, however, had his pawn right where he wanted him. After the Count hinted to Quinlan that Chef Tinte held a secret... Quinlan used his own psychometric power to read past events hidden in his aunt's mind. What he saw sent him into a blood rage. Years earlier, Sefte had sacrificed Quinlan's parents to Azanti vampires as part of an unholy business deal. With a surge of dark side power, Quinlan butchered his terrified hunt. Satisfied, Kanduku welcomed Quinlan Voss to the separatist side, knowing that this time the conversion was no act. So, yeah. Brian Yes dude Have you ever heard Of the metal called Cortosis Yes I've heard of it Yeah
2: Do I know Am I supposed to Tell you what it what it does and Yeah it, it repels Lightsabers It's one of the Few it, metals
3: It causes their Blade to fail Oh I and didn't know I thought it, They just couldn't Cut through it They can't cut through it Because the blade Just fails before They, they actually get to it It's, it's almost like You know uh, A magnet repelling Another magnet Cool I thought they just couldn't cut through it. Well, they can't cut through it because they can't get to it. Cool. That's the thing. So, some of the Techno Union, cool. about ten months after the Battle of Geonosis, decided to meld some Cortosis into battle droids. Ooh. What Tempor's engineers invented battle droids that incorporated Cortosis into their ch- their chassis, making them resistant to lightsabers' blade? How did it work? Timber had obtained his cortosis to Jabba the Hutt. Interestingly
1: enough,
3: Anakin Skywalker dispatched to investigate Jabba's operation. Killed Dooku's Sith Sato, Bounty Hunter Sing also tried to kill Anakin, although she escaped with her head still attached to her shoulders. The first of the cortosis droids then attacked Corsant and overran the Jedi Temple. Anakin chased off the rest of Duku's droid raiding party, but the damage had been done. With the Serpent blackout, and now this latest attack, cursed citizens no longer felt safe from the war's ravages. The Jedi Council ordered Anakin to destroy the Cortosa's droid factory on Metalorn. While planting detonators, Anakin encountered and killed three more of Dooku's second-tier lieutenant, Darkseid brothers Venok and Karak, and the Chiss bounty hunter Vendalore. Enraged by the indiscriminate slaughter of his staff, Count Dooku confronted Skywalker himself. Their lightsaber battle was brutal and short proded to berserker fury through the count's taunts, and it can struck his opponent down, though we later learned that this that this Dooku may have only been a clone doppelganger. ganger. And it can return to Carson with Techno Union leader Wat Tambor as his prisoner, leaving behind a radioactive crater with Methylorin's cortosis droid plant as adds to it. And so we move on to eleven months after the Battle of Geonosis... Earlier we spoke of Atrican. You remember Mm -hmm. that little world that was very important? Well, fighting had persisted for a year in a murderous string of stalemates. Last, the Republic gained the upper hand with Operation Catabatic. But the separatists viewed their own impending defeat as an excuse to spit in their enemy's victory cup. A virulent biochemical toxin was released into Atrican... What? Don't make me sign, like, stop. Keep going. Keep going. I'm lost. A virulent biochemical toxin was released into Atrican's water table. By the time a triumphant clone trooper raised the Republic banner over the capital city, Atrican was already a dead planet. The first months of Atrican campaign had convinced the dissident Jedi that the Clone Wars were futile. The final days assured that the war was morally repugnant. Atrican proved that it was impossible for the Republic to wage a clean war. Public Eye Command admitted that the victory might have come to by any means necessary. Anakin Skywalker's captures of Wat Tambor during the Mettlawn mission had cut Darth Sidious by surprise. The move could have potentially destabilized the war, and so Sidious, as Chancellor Palpatine, ordered that Wat Tambor be relocated to a prison on Distant Del- Delrian. Tambor received a visit from two legal deputies, both pressure-suited Skakoans like himself two Skakowans proceeded to breach their pressure suit, and the release of their compressed methane atmospheres detonated like twin bombs. The Chaos third member of their party, a Claudite shapeshifter known as Nuri, slipped into the to free the Techno Union foreman. With the Techno Union again active, the balance of power between the Spiritus and the Republic tipped back into a dead heat. Um, So, what... What should we talk about next?
2: Yes, what should we I, I think it's um important th- to go into the obsession part.
3: Yeah, well we're gonna we're gonna get to that, but just before that, I think it's very important we mention one of the last thing that happened like in the in the year following the Battle of Geonosis. Yes, the it's the Sparty incident. The Sparty incident. Because Basically, for those of you who remember the Tron trilogy.
2: They're made with Sparty the clones are made with Sparty cylinders, not Kaminoan techniques or anything like that. That's right. And basically Sidious finds out about the Sparty cylinders and decides he's gonna get his hands on them. So um so they start they he gets he gets the name, he seizes the Sparty Creations cylinders in the name of the Republic, uh Papatine, as Papitine, Sidious, mm-hmm. And he uh, immediately the, immediately the factory began turning out cloning cylinders that could grow battle-ready soldiers in less than a tenth of the time it took the Communans to do the same. So very fast. But the Cybers had a similar idea intending to use Sparty to produce a, a new variety of battle droid. Their, invas- their invasion force seized the facility since no one wanted to wreck the factory and assist us in a careless crossfire. The two sides fought a very precise battle. The factory changed hands several times over the next few weeks. Finally one of Darth Sidious' agents Remote steered a Republic gunship into the roof of the Sparty complex, sparking a fire that melted the priceless Cransock technology. Garcias had achieved what he wanted. The Jedi Im- implicated the gu- in the gunship crash uh, through, the fall, uh, through Fall 7 and suffered another blow to their credibility. Sparty creations could no longer be used by potential rivals, and the Republic took a delivery of thousands of Sparty cloning cylinders. These cylinders saw heavy use following their installations on Wayland and other planets. Sparty clones became increasingly common during the war's final years. So I think that's a great a great inclusion into the um, into the Clone Wars. Into the Clone Wars. And
3: the Star Wars Saga Hall together. Basically, yeah. Uh, then we're gonna jump to basically year and two, two, four months after the Battle of Dionosis with the incredible Battle of Yabi- Jabin. Uh, for those of you who remember, uh, it's also mentioned in Episode 3, uh, Republic negotiations again fell apart over the fate of Jabim, soggy bale in the Outer Rim in rich in minerals. Charismatic Alto Stratus, who had rece- recently received control of Jabim in a coup, had his majority government with the Separatist. Despite the presence of Republic loyalists in his world, Chancellor Palpatine authorized the use of force to protect the loyalists from Stratus aggression. Though unofficially, the Republic was more concerned about going after Jabium's whore. Rain fell around the clock on Jabium. The world was a mess. Too stormy for atmospheric flight and too muddy for most heavy equipment. Nevertheless, the Republic chose Jabium to be a field test for its newest walker.
2: The, the All-Terrain Armored Transport, also known as the Ad at
1: Yay!
3: These four-legged behemoth, packed and a firepower to decimate any separatist AT or spider droids. Combined with six legged ATTEs and two legged ATXDs, the Republic battle line appeared unstoppable. Fortunately, the Republic ran into trouble almost immediately, and it wasn't in the mud. Altostratus had his lead uh, Nimbus Commando employed native technology like repulsor boots to skate above the quagmire that passed for a surface. It took weeks for the Republic to score a major victory at Camp Auric. After that, their success seemed to come quickly. Point down and out, outposts here fell within days, but Republic's forward march was taking them farther and farther from their main HQ shelter base, precisely as Alto Stratus' is intended. In a brutal raids, Stratus' hailfire dried, shelter's base, and killed hundreds. General Obi-Wan Kenobi and the R Trooper Alpha were believed to be amongst the dead. Unknown to their fellow soldiers, the two survived, only to become prisoners of Commander Assage Ventress.
2: And that's when uh, Anakin believes that obi go dead, and he's assigned to Kedi Mundi. Eventually, uh, Obi-Wan does get out, and he rejoins the Order. That's right. I think, uh, Sebastian, we should uh, move on. Maybe we c- a short mission on the Republic Commandos. Actually... You are highly versed on this, Sebastian. Why don't you give us a short...
3: I want to I mention, quickly before we go to that mission in particular, uh, the death of Chancellor Valorum. Oh. Uh, How was he killed? Actually, it's... Is it before or it's after? So, it's, it's after. Obi-Wan Kenobi and the R Trooper Alpha were now prisoners of war, imprisoned in Asaj Ventress' citadel on a rat attack. Uh, Ventress tormented Obi-Wan with muscle maggots, a torture mask. Hoping to prove to Dooku that the Jedi was unworthy for his attention as a potential apprentice. Obi Wan sprang himself and Alpha from their holding cell and tortured Ventress guards. Ventress intercepted him on the landing pad, but couldn't prevent Obi Wan from stealing their own ship and flying himself back to civilization. Separatist Starfighter perforated the hyperdrive. Obi Wan and Alpha escaped vessel. However, it crashed on a forgotten planetoid. Sparatus pursuer followed them down, but fell in a shower of blaster fire. Victim of bounty hunters eager to claim the price on the heads of the Jedi posted by uh, Assage Ventress. Yoda and Mace to had open a bounty posting of 1,250,000 uh, 1, credits each. Anakin, uh, Anakin Skywalker, still a Padawan, fetch 225,000 credits dead or, dead or alive. Anakin Skywalker and Kyrie Monty rescued Obi Wan from the hunters. Obi Wan returned to the Republic as a war hero. Uh shortly after that, a uh, year and a half after the Battle of Geonosis, uh, almost a year and a half after the Battle of Geonosis, actually, Finis uh, Valram was killed in a coup d'état uh, after uh, his shuttle exploded, and Palpatine actually used that incident on Coruscant to pass another security bill and giving him more and more power. Brian? You were thinking about uh, one mission in particular?
2: Yes. Um, the the last one, uh, the Labyrinth of Evil, right at the beginning. What's it called again? Um,
3: I don't know if it's in there. It is. It's the one of the last ones. Just before the hunt of Darth Sidious? Um,
2: yes, yes. It's right there. Then they decide the to go... The
3: Exagobus Citadel? Yeah. Okay. Which actually happens shortly after the Outer Rim Siege, which was to... That's okay, Brian. It's Will you? Relax. The Outer Rim Siege is a very important part of the Clone Wars. It happened two years and a half after the Battle of Geonosis. For the first time since the war began, it appeared that the Republic had momentum on its sides. However, some battles were very short, and some other were very long. And in the Outer Rim, there were a lot of sieges. Uh, the Confederacy reinforces position within the Rim territories, particularly as Vast holding on their side of the Slice. Confident that steady pressure would crumble the separatist brokwarg and trigger Confederacy surrender, nearly every fleet element and troop carrier pushed the, to the Rim, border to assign CIS bases on Ord Radama, Osus, Rylat, and elsewhere. Thus began the Outer Rim sieges. All these sieges, uh, of course, were most of the uh, the very uh, begin- like end the, the, the beginning of the end for the Clone Wars so the mission of the the Xagoba Citadel which happens uh, two years and seven months after the Battle of Geonosis almost forgotten in the larger swoops of events Boba Fett had survived the death of his father Django the Battle of Geonosis and now moved to secure his status as the best bounty hunter in the galaxy after signing on with Jabba the Hutt as a freelance agent and inquiring himself against Count Dooku's Gendai mercenary dirge, Boba accepted a Republic bounty on Techno Union foreman Wat Tambor. Knowing his enemies would besiege him, Tambor had taken refuge in a fortress on the outer rim planet of Xagoba. Although Boba Fett succeeded in penetrating Tambor's citadel, General Grievous emulated Boba in combat and ensured the escape of Separatist leaders. During the Xagoba incident, Boba Fett ran into Anakin Skywalker who helped Boba repair his damaged starship, Slave One. Anakin assisted in arranging a meeting between Boba and Chancellor Palpatine, who was singularly unimpressed by Boba's revelation that Count Dooku and the Tyrannus, who had recruited Jango as a clone template, were one and the same. Boba departed Carson, though it would not be the last time that he would attract the attention of either Palpatine or Anakin Skywalker. Elsewhere, the Mandalorian stage... An unlikely resurrection following their decimation in the Battle of Galindran, Alpha 2, an aberrant Kaminoan clone of Django, became obsessed with rebuilding the clans and recruited 200 soldiers from police units on the planet Mandalore. Along with former members of the Death Watch, these new super commandos comprised Mandalorians' protectors and they struck against the Republic at Nal Kamino and New Bornalex. Following many bloody battles, only two recruits remained, Tobidala and Fen Shisha, both of whom returned to Mandalore. After that, it's pretty much all story that we know about. Uh, The hunt for Darth Sidious has come, uh, starting basically a month prior to three years after the Battle of Geonosis. And uh, three years after such... Sadly, and can turn to the dark side, and the that pretty much ended the Clone Wars when he finally joined the dark side and uh, became the Dark Lord Darth Vader. All right, all right. So the next show is going to be on. Tuesday, December 13th, 2005. It's going to be Star Wars on direct number 68, and it's going to be on the Star Wars Christmas wish list. Of course, if you have any comments about this show, or that you would like to make suggestions for upcoming subjects, you can send an email to studio at swendirect.com, or you can leave a message on our blog and our new message boards. To be a partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at swendirect.com. If you like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Word to mouth is the best publicity we get, can have by our listeners. Bring a friend in the next show. Add our URL to your message boards, signatures, etc., etc., etc. We'd like to take a second thank our sponsors: FederationToys.com, Sitclan.net, of course our web host, Simple-Net.ca, Sci-Fi Podcast Network at tsfpn.com, all of our partners in the BloodOnline.com, Star Wars Aficionados, ThePlanetFandom.com. Hail to the fanboys and girls! AnakinAndHisAngel.com Nerf-Herder-Anonymous.net The largest collection of Star Wars references and actors FurryConflict.com Trek Wars The Furry Conflict drama. William Falcon Galactic Hunter Keeping Collectors on Target T-Bone Star Wars Universe And the Galactic Senate Message Boards Available at StarWarsWithZ.com Alongside StarWarsFanWorks.com The home of Star Wars Fan Audio course all this and more are available through our website at www.swendirect.com we hope that we're going to hear from you for the next show after all we want to know what you'd like to get for Christmas because the next show is going to be what can we actually get to the fan who has everything so for all the crew here at Star Wars on direct this is Sebastian seeing saying, see you next time on Star Wars on direct the voice of Star Wars fandom
1: you were listening to Star
3: Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom.
1: Be sure to visit www.swonzerec.com for more information about upcoming shows.
0: This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.